It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire back with you guys here. Hope you guys are having a good week. Getting ready for the NFC and AFC championship games this weekend. And if you're already looking into the draft, hope you guys are are looking forward to the Shrine game this weekend, the Senior Bowl next week, as we are starting to get revved up for draft season and free agency and all that good stuff. As I said before, we'll certainly get into that, look at uh, the positions and free agency and draft and all that, but... What I want to talk about on today's episode is the press conference, if you will, or uh, the media roundtable, some have called it, with uh, Panthers owner David Tepper yesterday, and kind of touch on some of the notes that he that he brought up during the roundtable. I think the first one that you that we really have to talk about, and really kind of focus on the one the the point that I think is kind of the the biggest highlight of that news conference or whatever you want to call it was Tepper calling about or talking about Cam Newton and suggesting or maybe not suggest you know at least offering up the option if you will of Cam Newton sitting out the year, kind of similar to what Andrew Luck ended up doing in 2017. Now, of course, the Colts handled it a different way. They kept saying Andrew Luck's going to be ready for week one, and then he wasn't. And then the saga just continued, and he ended up not playing the entire season. Here, the Panthers are already kind of acknowledging at least the possibility of Cam Newton not playing in 2019. In fact, uh, here's here's the quote from David Tepper. Quote, if you told me that he took a year off and could recover, and it took an extra year, why wouldn't you do that? Now, we would have to do other things, right? We'd have to go out and get another quarterback then, which, if you can find me some more cap space, I'd appreciate it, unquote. Tepper then also said, he hopes that, quote, Cam's shoulder is fantastic and we're hunky-dory, unquote, but said there's no certainty in life. Um, you know, it, it's intriguing, to say the least, that uh, he would at least talk about that. I mean, you know, you have to... It, it's like life, you know, you, you hope for the best and you prepare for the worst. Obviously... I, th- I think this is more what David Tepper is kind of going with with these comments. Hoping for the best, that Cam Newton will recover as quickly as possible and be ready for next season. But preparing for the worst of not having Cam Newton at all during the regular season. And, you know, I, I think this... I think you at least now have to 
look at the quarterback position, whether it's a cheap option in free agency or maybe you draft another rookie in April. But I think we're getting into position now with the Panthers where they're probably going to start covering all their bases. In fact, uh, I have a I have an article that'll likely come out at some point over at Panthers Wire about a couple of a couple of quarterbacks in this draft class, and I mean, there, there's there's a lot you can pick from. I just have picked three, you know, kind of randomly, but three that I'm pretty intrigued by in this draft class. Uh, I talked about Easton Stick, the quarterback out of North Dakota State, though by some accounts he's having a pretty rough week so far down in St. Petersburg at the Shrine Game. Uh, but on the flip side, a quarterback that is performing well at the Shrine Game, and someone else that I mentioned in the article was Jordan Ta'amu out of Ole Miss. Uh, I was really intrigued by the leadership qualities that Ta'amu showcased this season at Ole Miss. Remember, Ole Miss was playing with a a ban under them, or or put it this way, they they went into the season knowing that they were not playing in a bowl game no matter what because of, you know, the past issues they've had. But they definitely played like uh, the season still meant something to them, especially someone like Ta'amu. Now, the one thing you have to worry, and I wrote a little bit about this when I wrote about Ta'amu, but the one thing you have to just be a little bit concerned about is the kind of lack of experience of quote-unquote big-time college football or big-time games from Ta'amu because he only played two years at Ole Miss. Remember, he started at uh, junior college his first two years, and then he went to Ole Miss. And he was only the starter for one year because, remember, uh, his first year was 2017, and that's when Shea Patterson was still at Ole Miss before, of course, Patterson transferred to Michigan, letting Ta'amu become the starter, and like I said, I, I thought Tamu played pretty well, so I think he's going to be a guy, he's probably going to go day three, but I think he's definitely a guy that uh, teams are probably going to have the, their eye on a little bit as a developmental option, you know, so for a team like Carolina, you know, maybe you, you take a stab on him and he comes in, at least competes early on, you know, you, you have to think... You know, you wonder if Taylor Heineke is going to be there, but uh, I will say this. Kyle Allen, I thought, did play pretty well in that final game against the Saints. You know, again, it, it seemed like things were probably pretty simplified for someone like him, but uh, I, I think Allen showed enough that he could at least compete for the backup role if Cam Newton is healthy, and then, you know, if worst case scenario comes to play and Cam Newton can't go for some time. Uh, Kyle Allen is certainly going to be in the running, but you could also bring in another rookie to at least push the competition and possibly Tom, who uh, could be that guy. Now, you know, obviously there's a lot of other, a lot of other quarterback options. Again, it's not particularly a strong class, but there's a lot of, developmental types that you could be looking at. Um, and, I, and I think the uh, the group at the Senior Bowl 
is probably going to have a couple of those guys. But having them all come in and compete is going to be really intriguing. Now, we did just learn that Clayton Thorson out of Northwestern now will not be at the Senior Bowl. So it's back to the back to the eight quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl. You'll have Daniel Jones of Duke, who is already starting to get buzz as a first-round pick and is you could argue will be the best quarterback in Mobile. You'll have Jarrett Stidham of Auburn, Drew Locke of Missouri, Gardner Minshew of Washington State, Tyree Jackson of Buffalo, Ryan Finley of North Carolina State, and he's the third guy I talked about in, in that article that, should, like I said, should be coming out at some point. But uh, Finley's another intriguing guy, uh, and we'll get to him in a second, and then Will Greer of West Virginia. But Ryan Finley, I think, is the is a very intriguing prospect. There was a little bit of buzz on him going into the season. And I think that buzz has kind of died down a little bit. Uh, The consensus seems to be he's a backup type. But, again, in, in a place like Carolina, you know, I don't think there'd be a lot of pressure on him early, especially if, he does end up as a late-round pick, and I think this week at the Senior Bowl could do him some good. You know, kind of try to get his stock back up a little bit after it seemed to have come down a little bit during the season. But uh, whereas uh, I've already lost my train of thought. So uh, whereas Jordan Tamu didn't have much experience. Ryan Finley has a lot of experience. Uh, keep in mind, this kid has played five years of college football because when he transferred from Boise State to North Carolina State, he was actually granted, and I think it was it was at some point, but it, it might have been the time he transferred, but he was granted a sixth year of eligibility. So he has a lot of playing time under his belt. Now, obviously, this also means he'll be one of the oldest quarterbacks in this draft class. Uh, The kid's already 24 years old. He just turned 24 uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, the day after Christmas, whereas, of course, a lot of these guys, you know, may not be 24 yet, but some are 23. And then you have have Daniel Jones, who will just turn 22 in May. But... Uh, as, again, as far as experience, Ryan Finley definitely has that going for him. Uh, and then there's a couple other, couple other guys. Uh, Tyree Jackson is the other, the other guy that's really going to be an interesting study because his first intention was he was going to transfer out of Buffalo, and then all of a sudden he pops up and says. I'm just going to declare for the NFL draft. R- really, really shocking a lot of people. Now, luckily for him, the Senior Bowl was able to squeeze in a position or squeeze in a roster spot for him. And initially, they were going to have nine quarterbacks on the uh, on the at the Senior Bowl this year. But again, now we just learned that Clayton Thorson will not be at the Senior Bowl, so they'll be back to their standard of eight quarterbacks, but I think he's going to be another guy that really is going to have a lot of eyes on him. Uh, he, he has a lot of tools. Uh, 
it's just, you know, again, kind of the shocker that he was initially going to transfer, and then all of a sudden, pretty much a couple days before the deadline, decides he's going to go pro. So he he's going to be one to watch, I think, next week. And, and again, uh, you know, if you're looking at the quarterbacks in this draft class, I think if you take a look at the Senior Bowl, you're going to have uh, a really interesting crop of guys. Again, just, just as a reminder, uh, if you haven't seen the Senior Bowl or, you know, just to reiterate from a couple of minutes ago, Daniel Jones of Duke, Jared Stidham of Auburn, Drew Locke of Missouri, Gardner Minshew of Washington State, Tyree Jackson of Buffalo, Ryan Finley of North Carolina State, and Will Greer of West Virginia. And again, if, if you're looking at the uh, Shrine game, you got some interesting guys there as well. You've got Brett Ripien, who seems to have a lot of... There's a lot of people that like him, too, out of Boise State. Uh, we talked about Easton Stick, Taylor Cornelius of Oklahoma State, Jordan Tamu of Ole Miss. Marcus Mc, McMarion is another guy that seems to be pretty intriguing out of Fresno State. And David Blah, I think I'm saying that right, out of Purdue. So... An intri- again, an intriguing quarter pl- quarterback class. Not necessarily the strongest, but uh, it, it's definitely going to be talked about a lot, I think, over the the next couple of months. Really, you're only looking at... You could argue there might only be two guys that could definitely be seen as first-round picks and two guys that teams may be really buzzed about one for sure. And that of course is Dwayne Haskins of Ohio state. The other would be Kyler Murray out of Oklahoma. And we we've heard the stories of how he's, you know, he was drafted in the top 10 last year by the Oakland athletics in the MLB draft. And then they let him play football for a year. And then his stock rose. He of course won the Heisman trophy now he's decided to declare for the NFL draft, and he very well could be a first-round pick there as well. Now, I don't really see much of a chance that the Panthers are going to get either of them. Certainly not Haskins, because I think they're—I think Haskins is very likely going to go top ten, if not top five. I wouldn't be surprised if a team makes a trade up into the top five or even top three for Dwayne Haskins. So. <clears throat> Excuse me. So in terms of those guys, I don't think Carolina really is in play. And I think you'd rather them go in a different direction than the draft anyway, uh, with, with their first round pick at least. But day two, day three, absolutely, I think there's a chance they're going to take a quarterback, especially if you're throwing out the possibility that Cam Newton could sit out a year. I mean, again, the fact that the owner is coming out in January and already talking about it, you have to at least keep that in the back of your mind that this is probably a position they're going to address again, at least for this season. And, you know, at some point, maybe you, you know, maybe not immediately, but eventually you're going to get to a point where you start thinking long-term quarterback. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, 
Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. But that that's that's kind of the gist of, I think, where the Panthers are at right now as far as the quarterback position. There were a couple other couple other notes that <coughs> excuse me forgive me i've been coughing up a storm the last couple of days i've i've been up and down for the last couple of weeks as far as you know battling a cough battling sickness it's 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 been rough you know cold cold weather is not fun up here in the up here in pa so uh, i that's why i wish i could have warm weather again but uh, a couple other notes Tepper also talked about the offensive line and was pretty blunt about it, to say the least. His quote on the offensive line, he says, he says, quote, listen, the offensive line looked like a disaster. You had to give John Masco a lot of credit. It was as good as it could possibly be. It was a good coaching job, unquote. Uh, yeah, not, not exactly subtle there. You know, <laughs> flat out calling it a disaster. And, you know, I mean... When you watch the games, especially the second half of the season, you kind of have to agree. Uh, I mentioned it many times during the season. We went from kind of praising, <coughs> excuse me, praising the offensive line in the first half of the season to really laying a lot of the blame on them in the second half of the season. And there's no question that. It's a position that has to be addressed in the offseason. In fact, I just posted a seven-round mock over at Panthers Wire and uh, using our friends over at Fanspeak and their mock draft simulator. And I was a little surprised at who I ended up with the first pick, but uh, there's some reports out there that teams may not be as high on this player as we initially thought or maybe us in the media are. But the first pick I ended up with in that seven-round mock was Jonah Williams out of Alabama, a guy that is probably seen as the best offensive offensive line prospect. And I should, you know, I should clarify saying offensive line because we're still not sure yet whether he's going to be able to play tackle. I think he, he could, but there's certainly teams that are probably going to try to kick him inside the guard but either way I think he'll be very good at you know no matter what position he plays but that's why I think too Jonah Williams would be a really good fit for the Panthers because we know this team needs help pretty much anywhere along the offensive line so really you could fit you bring in a guy like Jonah Williams you can fit him just about anywhere on the offensive line and it's immediate an immediate upgrade so if they're able to have Jonah fall into their into their laps at 16, or if they have to trade up a little bit for him, you know I would would not be surprised. I, uh, I if I were starting to build a big board for the Panthers, there's no doubt that Jonah Williams. <coughs> excuse me, sorry. There's no doubt that Jonah Williams definitely would be on that big board with their first round pick. You know and. It, it's possible, you know, the, 
the more you think about it, the more it becomes possible that offensive players will slide a little bit because I think defense is really going to take center stage, especially at the top of the draft. You're looking... Obviously, we all expect Nick Bosa to be the first pick. And you're also looking at guys like Quinnen Williams of Alabama, Josh Allen of Kentucky, Deontay Thompson of Alabama, and you know uh, a few others. Possibly Devin White, the linebacker out of LSU. Defense, I think, is really going to dominate the first round of this draft. And then you figure the, the couple quarterbacks, obviously Haskins, possibly Kyler Murray, maybe Daniel Jones, that's going to push these other offensive players down the board a little bit. So it's possible that uh, Jonah Williams could be there, be it in the high to mid-teens, at least within striking distance for the Panthers to you know, pull the trigger if they have to trade up to get him. Obviously, there's a lot of time between now and... And then, but uh, he's def he would definitely be someone right now that I would at least start to think about as a target if you're the Carolina Panthers sitting at number 16. But uh, you know, going back to the quote, like I said, and you know, you got you got to appreciate the honesty from Tepper. You know, you don't usually see that too often from. NFL teams nowadays, but he was he was flat out brutally honest that the offensive line pretty much was a disaster. There's <clears throat> excuse me, there's no doubt. Uh, a couple other things that he talked about. He he mentioned the uh, the practice bubble essentially uh, definitely sounds like a temporary bubble will be coming to the practice field for the Carolina Panthers. So. Uh, definitely sounds like indoor practices will soon be coming to the to the Panthers. And he also confirmed that this year's training camp will once again be at Wofford. We talked last year after training camp how there was some speculation that it could be the final training camp in Spartanburg. But <clears throat> as it turns out, it will not. They, the Panthers will have at least one more training camp in Spartanburg this summer, but again, very well means that we could be having the same discussion again come September, whether or not this will be the last year in uh, Spartanburg. Uh, he also mentioned quick, here's the quote he said about uh, training camp and fan fest, things like that. He says, quote, two states, one team, does not mean we're in Charlotte all the time or just in Spartanburg. Maybe we should be in Spartanburg. Maybe we should have a fan fest in Raleigh. Something new. How about that? Maybe down in Columbia. That might be interesting, too. All those options we talk about will be on the table in the future, unquote. And then he also, you know, <clears throat> not necessarily football-related. Well, football, but of course of the European style. Uh, there's still talk that... David Tepper wants to bring a Major League Soccer team to Charlotte. Um, you know, however you feel about the about MLS and if you want in the Carolina, but definitely sounds like Tepper really is still interested in bringing in 
bringing a franchise, bringing a Major League Soccer franchise to Charlotte. Uh, but though those to me were kind of the highlights, I think, of David Tepper's media roundtable, if you will, from yesterday. Uh, but again, you know, if, if you're starting to look at the quarterback positions, uh, definitely the names I mentioned as far as who's going to be at the Shrine game, who's going to be at the Senior Bowl, those are definitely guys to watch. Again, you can check out Haskins and Murray if you want to, but I really don't think there's that great of a chance that they are, <clears throat> you know, I, I really don't see them as viable options for the Panthers only because there's a possibility that neither of them are going to be available by that time or by the time the Panthers are on the clock. Uh, but that'll wrap things up here on this edition of the locked on Panthers podcast. As I feel my voice gone. <clears throat> uh, thanks as always for sticking again. Apologies for, you know, the coughing and all that, but that's, Sometimes how the weather flies, I guess. But uh, thanks, as always, for sticking around. Uh, always appreciate the support. Remember to follow the podcast uh, on Stitcher, iTunes, all that good stuff. Also, too, of course, also, too, just kind of a quick reminder that if you have a home speaker, you can, or if you got one as a gift, you can tell it to play podcast, locked on, whatever, you know, so... You know, if you got a smart, uh, smart speaker as a gift for Christmas or whatever the case may be, and you want to make it easy to listen to your favorite Locked On podcast, it's easy. All you got to do is tell your smart speaker to play podcasts Locked On NBA or NFL or whatever the case may be. That's all you got to do. So just, just tell your smart speaker to play podcast, and then whatever. Uh, whatever podcasts you want to listen to. So with that, we're going to get out of here. Take care of yourself. Have a good rest of your day. And we will see you next time right here on Locked on Panthers. Until next time, Bill Rossetti saying take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.